Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning in New York City. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Candy in for the guys. Keyshawn and Zubin will be back next week. J. Will and his wife, Nikki, expecting their second child. Any day now, any moment now, we wish them all the best, and we'll hold it down there for them. Uh, we'll get into Tom Brady in this discussion in a, in a moment, but I was reading a couple of tweets responding to, you know, yeah, I, I by the way, um, seem to be just complaining about my daughters today. Mm. I did tell the story about yeah, my daughter on Instagram and yep. just flipping right through a video that I put up saying, well, I gave you a like. Well, thank you. Yeah, also, was- early this morning, uh, Chris, you weren't here for this. as I, I told the story about how when I was leaving, so my youngest daughter, Callie, lost, lost her first tooth. And so the tooth fairy wanted to leave some money. So I just thought, okay, you know, my wife's like, what do you got in your wallet? I'm like, I got a dollar. What, what else oh, do you Oh, that have? ain't going to get it done. <laughs> what do you mean, what else do I have? Well, I got a five, I got a 10, a couple of 20. She goes, give me a 10. I go, give you a 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's inflation, Alan. I know your parents might have gave you a dollar, but they, that, they was, gave that was a long, they gave a quarter. That was a long time ago. They boy. gave him a quarter. That one dollar is not going to go far. It's foul. a tooth. It's not going to go that far, Alan. We're going to need you to hit the refresh. DH right. on Twitter said, $10 is great. Yeah, of course it's great, DH. Yeah, You're you, getting the 10. If you give her a dollar, she's going to have to borrow another dollar to buy something. Exactly. She's six. What the hell can you buy with a dollar, Alan? She's six. Listen, remember. What is she the, buying? The, the 25-cent um, pack of gum. Now it's 35 or four, what, 55 cent? Inflation. You, you, got, you got a pair for that. You can't get a, anything sure. from a dollar store with a dollar. It's Shereen nothing in a dollar t- store that costs a dollar. <laughs> That's true. Isn't that weird? <laughs> dollar menu. Nothing's really a dollar Nothing anyway. Nothing is a dollar. Shereen on, on, on uh, Twitter said the last uh, that, sh- that uh, I think she did was a dollar for front teeth and $5 for molars. I didn't realize there was also a scale to this. I had no there idea. You go. Is there a salary cap? I, I would I'm hope so. Curious. Okay. Then she said, but my boys are 16 and 19. So that's a, a while back because I've got a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old. So I remember when they lost their tooth, I wasn't digging deep into the wallet. When, when I'm sorry, was, the tooth fairy. Mm-hmm. Apparently the tooth fairy. When I was a kid, we got the green. Takes loans. We got, we got the um, like teal color bill. Oh, you guys – that's the teal for everybody out there. Uh, the Urban Dictionary. That's the food stamp. All right, you know what I'm saying? We couldn't buy nothing. Yo, know, we had to buy food. Okay, I understand. I yeah. got I got what you're saying, but I I don't think your folks was giving you that. Yeah, they was giving you that for losing a tooth. Yeah, getting the food stamp. Oh, okay. I didn't get any. I didn't get anything. Cause, cause, there was no tooth fairy in the candy house. <laughs> that didn't exist. Because that wasn't going down like that. It was just a right of passage. Mom and dad were like, "We got to keep these lights on. Yeah. We got to keep food on the table. <laughs> we got to keep stamp, clothes bro. on your back." Right. Hey, nah. Hey, them food stamps, yeah, man, you can change nah. them in for real cash. Nah, you got a toothbrush, you got some mouthwash, you ain't getting nothing for, your, for losing a tooth. <laughs> you got a toothbrush. You'll get another one. You'll get another one. Well, you, you'll get another one. You right. Don't tooth. worry, it'll grow you'll back. You'll get another one. Hey, that's what, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, all right, she's going to lose more. Like yeah. $10 for every damn tooth she loses? These yeah, kids yeah. lose them, it's but you're going to lose all of them. It's about $100 for the grill. You need to put away a hundred dollars. Yeah, you know what? Then you know what happens after that. Then about 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 seven years later, I'm spending more money for the new tooth that came in because they didn't come in straight, and I got to put braces see, on. See, that's your fault. See, that's why you 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 should give it. It's like it's like if my kids go to college and they get a scholarship, mm. I'm gonna give them a little bit of the money that I put in a in a college uh, fund. So if your kids' teeth come out straight, you you win it. You win it because now you ain't got to pay for braces. So now you only paid a hundred dollars for the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Try to think about the big picture, man. I just want to know from people out there, like, isn't $10 a little bit steep or am I being cheap? 
Like that's basically it. Two you're steep being cheap. or is Allen cheap. being cheap? You're being cheap. That's what, that's, that's what I need to know cheap. right now. So let us know. You can't put a price on your kids' happiness, man. Stop it's being always, cheap. Is that what it is? Stop it's being about cheap. Paying for their happiness instead of making them happy. 888, say ESPN. Eight eight. We'll make her happy $10 for that lost tooth. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, Can't maybe even get cheese on our on our whopper, man. With a damn dollar, what the hell are you talking all about? the quarterback movement that's going on in the NFL this season, a lot of it can be traced back to Tom Brady, couldn't it? Because of what he did in leaving New England and finding a new home and finding new life and finding a rejuvenation and, of course, finding yet another Super Bowl ring, doing it again. And how many of us raise your hand if, when you heard Tom Brady was going to the Bucks, that you were like, "We're never going to see. He's going to retire. We're never going to see him again." But either one of you, when you first heard about it, were you, what were your thoughts were, oh, he's going to get it done, or was it, all right, Tom Brady's going to, it's going to look weird seeing him in another jersey, it's not going to be the same, and the, what we knew of Tom Brady is over. Either one of you thought that no, way? No, my, my first reaction when Tom Brady went down to the Bucks was, we're finally going to get a glimpse as to who's more responsible for the dynasty that was the New England Patriots the 20 seasons prior. Yes. Now, I, now, I know it's not exactly – um, an experiment where you got the control and you got the the experiment. But I, I look at it as a situation where we get to see whether or not Tom can have success outside of the Patriot way. And we saw how Tom Brady did when the organization went all in on him and put the pieces that he wanted around him. It's yeah. something that the Patriots were resistant to doing his last couple of years there. And then when they got bounced from the playoffs in 2019 mm-hmm. to the Tennessee Titans in the wild card you, you round, people were starting to say, well, Maybe Tom Brady is past it. Yeah, they made him look old. And I think that what we saw this past year, obviously, it wasn't Tom Brady being past it. It was Bill Belichick not necessarily putting the supporting cast around Brady in order to take advantage of having him at this stage in his career. Right. I mean, we saw it with with, with John Elway. We saw it late in career. You need more support. You can't ask a, a quarterback that's aging to carry a team, you know, throw in and throw out. We saw Drew Brees as well. But when I first saw that Tom Brady was going down, I was like, well, they're going to be in the running for the Super Bowl because I saw what Jameis Winston did, and Jameis Winston was just doing it off pure, like he wasn't even thinking the game. He wasn't managing the game. He was just no risk and no biscuit. Like if you put a little bit of control, if you would have took maybe half of the turnovers – that Jameis Winston had, they would have won a lot more of those games and we'd have been talking about them in a different light. So I figure if you take Tom Brady down there with all the talent that they had been acquiring for year after year, they had one of the strongest rosters. They just didn't have the right person underneath center. And that's the same way I feel about the Rams and that's the same way I feel about the Colts. It's interesting because you guys, I guess, still believed in them, but we're curious to see how it was going to work. Bart felt like Super Bowl, but there were a lot of doubters. There were a lot of people that thought this isn't going to work. And for Tom Brady, as he was talking with Michael Strahan on Good Morning America, he talked about, how, as if this guy needs any more fuel or another chip on his shoulder, he talked about how he handled all the doubts about his move to Tampa. I was always kind of motivated by people that said, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not fast enough, not big enough. You don't have a good enough arm. You know, I've had a body of work over a period of time. So, um, you know, you just say, hey, like, quickly you forget. I think that's the great part about football. It's not really about what you did last year. It's kind of what you're going to do this year. So for me, it was what I was going to do for the, the Bucks last year. I still feel that way. So um, I'm going to paraphrase that for you, for everybody out there. Seven rings. <laughs> Shut your mouth. See, now you see the Barato coming out. Like, listen, when you get old, you got – How quickly you yeah. forget, he said. Listen, 
anybody that got grandparents, like it's no, it's no sugarcoat nothing, man. They say what they feel. Tom Brady's old. He ain't got time to be sitting up here and trying to and, and be the bigger man. I got seven rings, son. Put some respect on my name. And I would love to hear his re- retirement speech when he start pointing out all the haters, all the doubters. Oh, the Michael you know, Jordan, yeah, Hall the, of the Fame Michael speech. Jordan. Yeah, exactly. I, you think Michael <laughs> MJ had one? But he said, I got more than MJ. I want the goat of all goats. Hey Bart, I want to know if he's going to include the six quarterbacks that were taken before him oh, in his draft class. Oh yeah, in his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah, yeah. List them all. But I mean, listen, I, I, I don't know how he's doing this, Allen. He's going into year twenty-two, and yet he keeps a chip on his shoulder. Like he, continues. he still sees himself as the guy in. in the boxers at the combine with the with with literally a dad bod and no form, no nothing. He still sees himself yeah. as that guy with the bowl haircut it, it never, and no it, girlfriend. It never leaves. It's like having like a, a a complex, right? When you hear about people that have complex when they're a kid, right? You carry that stuff with the, with you for the rest of your life. I'm sure Russell Wilson has it. We see that Aaron Rodgers has it, right? All the great players have that chip on the shoulder. He's just been able to be able to cash it in and be able to win championships. But those same guys have those same chips on their shoulder, and they carry them forever. Anybody that's ever been slighted in life, you don't you don't grow from that yeah I understand you carry it forever Bart but I mean this is year 22 how, many, you think years eventually, you, how many years did you play in the league 11 I played 11 too he's yeah. done it twice as long as we've done it yeah. <laughs> think about that man all that goes into getting your body ready for the season all of the off-season work the OTAs yeah. the mini camps the training camps the, the, the strength and conditioning, everything that goes into getting your body ready for the season. Yeah. And then the grind that is 16 games. Now it's going to be 17 games. Like being able to go through week in, week out with the game plans, all of those different things. And yet this guy is still energized well, about well, going through that entire process well, and, and having an opportunity to compete at the highest well, this, level. This, this, this dude is stuff. just wired completely but different. Is, and I don't think we're going to have a full appreciation for it until he's a- actually left the game. I but also, right. this is the perfect storm, though, too. Right, because the game, like if the game was what it was when he entered, there's no way that he would have been playing this long. The fact that the football acumen is down, when you think about the players coming to college not being able to think the game, we don't have the great thinkers of the game anymore, and they've taken away the physicality and they protect the quarterback at a much higher level. If this, if he, would, if the rules would have been the same as he came in, so like. I, th- I look at him and look at guys like Vinny Tessaverde who played at 40. I look at him and look at Warren Moon who played till he was 40 and was still playing real good at the age of 40 in the same light as far as longevity because he's able to play longer as well because of the rules change that he benefits from. But, but, but Drew Brees could have kept playing. He decided to walk away. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. I mean, he's yeah. still playing at a fairly high level, yeah. although some people might have talked about his arm accuracy, but he had a high IQ. He certainly – but he took I some think, hits. Yeah, I think two things can be true at the same time. Okay. Like the, the rules benefiting Tom Brady, it's clearly not the same game in terms of the brutality of it. But, uh, I mean, you can't use that to the take mental away – part. You can't part. use that to take away from what Tom Brady has been able to do into his 40s. The guy's got two championships in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. How many quarterbacks have been able to do that With in the NFL? Franchises. Exactly. It's pretty, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty special what Tom Brady has done. And a quick little story, too, that, that I find fascinating when I was reading uh, about the Patriots and, and just how the, the, they were built. And there's a story about when Tom Brady was a rookie and he was the third quarterback, right? He was the sixth-round pick. He was the third quarterback, and it was in um, preseason – and they were out and about in Foxborough, wherever. Just you know, again, you get lunch somewhere, and they're with. Uh, he was with another, a couple other rookies, and one of them happened to be a local guy. And so they were in a restaurant, and the, all these people recognized the local guy and wanted to take a picture with him. 
they handed Tom Brady the camera yeah. and said, can you take a picture for us? Yeah, that's the disrespect. That <laughs> Think about where he with. started. He was, in his first year in the NFL, nobody knew who the hell he was. He was the guy, like Bart, when you and I were on the street the yeah. other day and somebody stopped you and wanted a picture, he handed me the camera and I took the picture of you and the guy. Yeah. Like that's what, Tom Brady was that at one point. Can you imagine being the guy that has that picture now going, you know who took this picture? Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> that's really what that's, I don't know who the hell the guy is I'm standing next to, but Tom Brady took yeah. this photo. And, and, like, and, that's and, where Tom Brady came from. Yeah, and that's the fuel that great players use. They find anything to motivate them. The fact that people said that he couldn't do it in his 40s, the fact that they said he couldn't do it with Bill, gives him the opportunity to stay disciplined with that diet. How he hasn't eaten a French TV fry in five years, I have no idea. Bart, what I'm still trying to figure out is why are there people that still want to doubt Tom Brady? Like, they, why is everybody saying, oh, Tom Brady's done, this is going to be the year? It. Like, why, 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 yeah. does, why they, are people obsessed with being the first ones to the party to say Tom Brady is done? Well, everybody's I don't hot get take-y. that. It's the hot take thing, right? And everybody saw it looked like he was done when he was, you know, when he lost that In the middle of game. the 2010s, no, it looked like he was done. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying when, 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 when Tennessee went in and they destroyed them, mm-hmm. it was like, man, we've never seen it. He doesn't look right. They didn't realize he, they were throwing the guys that, that should be playing in the, in the, in the um, McMahon in the XFL. XFL. You know all, I'm all I'm saying is I don't understand why people continue to doubt Tom Brady. They look look where right. that's got you. One, Seven championships later. Because if you say it long Ten enough. Ten Super Bowl appearances. If you say it long stop enough, yourself. If you say it long enough, you'll be right. Well, you guys stop throwing shade at Max. That's so unfair. That's what I'm saying. If you say it long enough, say, you'll be right. 888-729-3776. Meanwhile, like it's, you know, I told the story about my older daughter and Instagram and how she just scrolls past me. Mm-hmm. That's like when Tom Brady took the picture. Like My daughter would probably do the same thing. Like, Here, Dad, take this picture of, of me and someone else. Like, thanks. <laughs> but we also, uh, I have to get some uh, input on the tooth fairy thing because I just need to know. I felt like 10, 10 was a bit too much. I know it's a first tooth, but 10 bucks? Really? Let's take Julian in New Jersey. Julian. Yes, sir. Am I being cheap? Good morning. Or is, is $10 too steep? Man, $10 seems like a lot. Listen, I got I have a seven and a four-year-old, right? So it's a little bit of a different playing field. But we we decided to to start giving them little books, uh, little things that could actually help them out, oh, like a light-up toothbrush. No. You know, they wanted a Paw Patrol, no those kind of things. Those things help out instead of putting a, a dollar sign on it. So presents under the pillow instead of, like, money. All right, mm, Julian, okay. thank you. That's, a, that's one right. idea. Did you say a book? You know, yeah, a book. You know what I've also found out? I'd never realized this either as we just had Easter, is that suddenly Easter has become Christmas. Used to be like you know a little chocolate bunny. Yeah, that'd be nice. Cadbury egg. Yeah, make Cadbury egg. There you go. Now it's like I come down. I come down. The Easter bunny's leaving like toys and gifts. I'm like, (laughs) when the hell did it become Christmas again? I got it. Christmas in the spring. (laughs) Christmas four months later. Maybe Dave in Omaha. Dave, am I being cheap or is that too steep? No, you're no. Here's the deal. This is what I do. Keep the big bills in your pocket. Fold up a dollar. Do an origami dollar. If your kids like baseball, do a baseball bat. If they like, you know, for my daughters, I do a, a ring or a heart or something like that. They don't care how much money I give them. Their friends get $20, and they're pumped that they get a folded-up ring that's a dollar. Keep the big bills. Nah, give them a dollar and so fold be, it up. Yeah, be creative. Yeah, yeah, you believe that. I like it, They Dave, put you in the nursing home when you get older. <laughs> Remember when you only gave me a dollar? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford, I can't afford to pay your rent. In, in, in his nursing home for this month. All of a sudden, there's, there's Ben Stiller turning around looking at you like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Adam's in New York. Adam, is $10 too steep or am I just being cheap? Uh, I'm saying a little too steep there. We actually started our daughter off at 50 cents. And then wow. uh, we actually <laughs> went, went, we went on a more creative way. And we, I ordered $2 bills from the bank. 
And so uh, now we get a more unique. We start doing two dollar bills. What are you gonna get? The, I appreciate the, the, the that. Golden Adam. dollar. What is he doing, man? Like you can't you can't even go play. You can't even go to Dave and Buster's and play a damn video game with fifty cent. What the hell am I gonna do with 50, 50 cent? Other than try and make more money by going to hustle people in the park saying heads and tails. I love it, man. See, Vincent on Twitter said, my kids get a quarter from the Tooth Fairy. Never overpay. He's definitely going to the right? <laughs> Ted said, I only got a dollar. One dollar for a tooth. That's it. Just a buck. Yeah. You know? Right. That's it, man. My I mean, kids get 20. I want to make sure they I want to make sure they take it. Don't put me in no nursing home. All of, all of this sounds like a win to me because I didn't get anything. So at least you got something. That's a win. I just lost a tooth. Yeah, I got a pat on you the back. Lost I got a pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you're getting oh older. Oh my God. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio. It's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Kenny in for the guys. And uh, if any of this is insulting you, we apologize for nothing. All right, you need to know about this stuff. I need to learn. You need to teach me because I just felt like that was a bit too much this morning. And at three thirty, it's almost like I don't know really what's going on. Mm. And my, I'm just hey, t- t- take it, go ahead, yeah. take it. Like, and then I walk away going, "Did I just give ten dollars for a tooth?" Yeah, that happened. What am I doing? That happened. Yeah. Meanwhile, also last night, what happened in Brooklyn is Kevin Durant made his return to the court. Twenty two. <laughs> Twenty two. Don't you start. Twenty-two games, he was out. He returns. He comes off the bench. He got himself all warmed up and everything like that. He goes five for five from the field, five for five from the free throw line. Uh, what do you have? Was it seventeen points in nineteen minutes? Yeah, seventeen right? points plus twenty-two. Minutes. Like you know, he was just—he was insane. He—he he just comes in the game and as if he hasn't missed any time, and he's just knocking down shots. And the Nets won easy over the Pelicans, a game you could—you could have seen on ESPN. So KD says he's not at all surprised about any of this. I expected to come out here and play the way I played. I wasn't trying to ease into the game. I just wanted to go out there and dive right into the action. I mean, the game was already fast-paced already, so from, uh, from watching it from the bench, I knew exactly how I needed to approach it. So, But it was, it was pretty cool coming off the bench, I can't lie. Um, but it was also um, good to play in front of the fans as well. Chris, you're a Lakers fan. As we look at this Nets team, and everyone but Harden played. You had Blake Griffin was in there, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kyrie Irving in his bag once again. He was spectacular last night, and now KD back. But when you when you remove all the, the star power, you take, let's say, the big three out, mm-hmm. right? You look at their roster. Then you obviously the Lakers don't have their big two right now. They're yep. missing, and if you want to call Andre Drummond part of that, yep. not, they don't have him <laughs> either. When you look at supporting cast versus supporting cast, and I know you're a Lakers fan, but which team are you taking? I don't even think it's a comparison. The net supporting cast is a lot better. I mean, you got LaMarcus Aldridge. You got Blake Griffin. Jeff Green has been a revelation Terrific. playing him at center in small ball. Nick, Nick Claxton has come along. Joe uh, Harris, Bruce best three-point shooter Bruce in the Brown, game. Yes. Joe, Joe Harris with outside shooting. So they've got a lot of different pieces that play a lot of different roles on this team. <laughs> but, it all, but it all fits together. And, and the way that Steve Nash has been able to coordinate this with guys in and out of the lineup I I don't think people are talking about him enough and showing enough appreciation for the coaching job that he's doing I mean Kyrie Irving is box office as Stephen A. Smith would say what Mm -hmm. he's been able to do this Mm -hmm. year and Kyrie had two individual stints where he was away from the team so Steve Nash being able to manage that as an aside but still keep everybody together and then still you know incorporate Kyrie Irving when he is back with the team I just I'm impressed by this Nets team. It's fascinating to see what they can become. Allen, I've been saying for a long time that this team needs to get past the injuries so they can kind of work on the chemistry before they get into the playoffs. True. At this point, I don't even know if that matters that much. I mean, it's they're not going to be tested yeah. until they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, Philly, and even and even with even with Philly, if you got the big three back. 
that's that's not even going to be a contest. That's not going to be a seven game series. So hard to guard. It really, it's so hard to guard them. You have to have enough offense to yeah. keep up with them, Bart. So in the words of Carlos Dunlap, what I heard and how I interpreted mm. what you just said is that you're basically saying that Kevin Durant is a better general manager than LeBron. I mean LeBron James. So disrespectful. Wow. I'm not even going. That's basically what I'm not you even going to entertain the he conversation. Put, he, he put, hold on, hold on. Like when it went, when 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 Kyrie and KD said, "Assemble your crew." In the words of Prince, he assembled a better crew. What this the Dave Chappelle show now? Yeah, that's what saying. we're doing. Game assemble your game crew. blouses. Assemble your crew. That's what KD no, said when he when he when he shot the ball. He talked to. His... Here's what I will say. <laughs> I was skeptical on how this would work out when they made the decision a couple of years ago to come over in free agency, but. Apparently, KD and Kyrie was enough of a pull, the relationship they had with James Harden, yeah. to get him in a trade with the Houston Rockets. And listen, they've gone all in on this trio for the next couple of years, and it's worked out so far. I, w- I was concerned because I thought it was a lot of combustible personalities. Yeah. But the fact that we're here right now, I- I- Bart, outside of the Lakers at full strength, I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that can stop the Brooklyn Nets when they have all three of those guys available and in the lineup. So here's the crazy thing, right? Because me and you are both athletes, and we have players that we admire, that we admire, and then we have players that are admired by the media, right? So you, you have the football player's football player. And I'm going to assume that in basketball, you have the basketball player, basketball player. What does it say about how LeBron James is viewed inside the inner circle of the NBA that when they had a chance to pick, do I want to go to Brooklyn or do I want to go join LeBron? They chose to go play with KD, Kyrie, and James. Well, I don't, I don't think that there was going to be anybody else that was going to go join the Lakers. Blake like, Griffin and yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge right, they did decided, have that option. They, they, did, they did have that option. Right. But I, mean, I don't think it, a lot of people like to play. It takes a certain type of player that wants to play with LeBron. We saw Kyrie say, you know what? I don't want him controlling my life. I don't want well, everything well, that I do, him to get the credit for doing it. So I'm going to go join the Nets where I can go play with those guys. They well, they, the well, they already had that thing. Kyrie and LeBron already played together in Cleveland. So, like, like when Kyrie became a free agent, you knew that he wasn't going to pair back up with LeBron James. And I think Kyrie and KD, from a legacy standpoint, wanted to go off and do their own thing. I get that. Which, which is why they all went to the Nets. But, I mean, in looking at the buyout market and, 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 and what was happening with James Harden, I just felt like, James Harden was more of a fit with what the Brooklyn Nets were going to be doing as opposed to what the Lakers are going to be doing. Because, listen, your primary ball handler, if you're on a team with LeBron James, is LeBron James. No, see, I think that's my point. What's your point? The the point what I'm trying to say, I'm not talking about the big three. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about – Guys like Aldridge. Supporting cast. Yeah, the supporting cast. Yeah, Andre yeah, Drummond went to the Lakers. He did go to the Lakers. But also, like, when, when Kawhi had an opportunity to load to, to go with LeBron, he decided not to. I think, like, some people don't want LeBron to get credit for everything that they do. So, that, so it takes a certain type of athlete to want to join LeBron. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm, I think everybody's trying to knock LeBron off. Like, he's the one that's point. sitting on that's top of the throne. So there are a lot of guys that would consider themselves elite-level players, like all-NBA type of players that are saying, you know what, we want to try to build our own thing, go with our own duo or our own trio to try to knock off what LeBron James has built with the Los Angeles Lakers. And listen, I I, got to say this, right now, I, I would take the Nets, and I'm a Lakers fan, I would take the Nets at full strength over the Lakers, but out of all the teams 
in the NBA, I think the Lakers are the only squad that realistically has a chance to be able to compete with the Nets in a finals. And here's why. Because when they're at full strength, they have one of the best defenses in the league. Nobody talks about that, but the Lakers were top three in defense before the injuries. Yeah, and they're adding Andre Drummond to that mix, so we'll see how that plays in. But I mean, Rebounding. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I just – that Lakers team, I know a lot of people will forget because these guys hadn't been together for a while. And without LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it looks really, really bad. But LeBron, AD, and Andre Drummond, if he's healthy, that's going to be a force to contend with. It doesn't matter who they draw in the first or second round of the mm-hmm. Western Conference. Those guys are going to the Western Conference Finals and probably on their way to the NBA Finals. If, if KD, and I know people think I'm hot take, if KD stays with this crew and they can keep it together – KD will retire with more championships than LeBron James. Over 30 already. He's got a lot to catch up, you know. He can win. <laughs> listen, they, listen, they, 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 can, he, they can win this back-to-back. They can win this thing back-to-back. Now we're going back-to-back. He just came from a place Can they where, win one first? Exactly. Can you have some foresight? <laughs> see, this is why we're having a show divorce today, I think. Uh, I see I see it's going see down that road, here? yeah. It's very, from, from, very the, from the minute the show started. And you're just going to parachute me right in the middle of this thing, literally and figuratively. Somebody has to be the mediator. You have been chosen. I don't know if you can have a mediator when you got Bart Scott on the set. <laughs> How's that going to work? Divorce a reason, Chris. He, he can't wait for an argument. Yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It's a good time uh-huh. to tease. All right, so coming up, we'll discuss this. Will Zach Wilson be the leader the Jets need? Someone who knows him very well will explain to us why he will be or maybe he won't be. That's all coming up next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I think Zach Wilson, because of the situation in New York, has to go be spectacular. When you watch the pro day, everyone's so enamored with the throw across the field. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. 
Alan Hahn, Bart Scott in for the guys, and we are joined right now on the Goodyear Hotline by Kalani Sataki, the head coach at BYU. And, and Coach, good morning. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate having you. And as you know, we are based in New York, and Bart played for the Jets, so we've got a lot of questions for you. But I'm curious, first of all, about the pro day uh, that you guys had last week, and there was just so much buzz and so much energy and attention paid on it. Just what was it like at the facility? Uh, how many people were there? And, and just for your program, what it meant? Yeah, it was a great, um, you know, for, for our players and especially the current players, uh, we've always made Pro Day a, a special event. Um, I, I believe it's my job as the head coach to f- find a way to get our players uh, seen by all these coaches and scouts and GMs. And um, to promote them, if you're going to do that, you say you're going to do it in recruiting, you say you're going to do it to, with them as their players, I think it, it's important to have them finish, the, finish strong, meaning do whatever we can, even budget-wise, do whatever we can to help out um, and get, get eyes on them. And so it just happened uh, that, you know, one of the best players that can throw the football uh, is headlining our, our pro day this, this last week. And uh, really happy that Zach was able to do what he did and, and gave our other players an opportunity to be seen by 31 teams. And I'm really excited. We had some GMs there and head coaches. And so um, whatever I can do to help them out, that's what I, that's my job. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys go out and accomplish their dreams, especially with Zach. Yeah, and obviously he, you know, he drew a lot of buzz with some of the throws. In fact, one of them called the throw of the pro day season, which had everybody buzzing. Uh, and what as you mentioned, a lot of GMs, a lot of coaches were there. I know at the pro day in Alabama, when everybody was there watching Mac Jones, Nick Saban said that the 49ers didn't ask him uh, about Mac Jones. Did the Jets say anything to you about Zach Wilson? Everybody did. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I spoke to him. I, I also think it's my job to walk around and try to talk to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to talk about many of our players um, to, to different coaches and scouts. And, and I've been I've – been, um, coaching for a while, so I developed a good relationship and friendship with a lot of the, those guys, a lot of those scouts and coaches, and um, you know it, it was really nice to, to be able to connect with them in person. I think we've missed that in this whole pandemic. Um, so be able to speak to people, even though with masks on and, and connect eye to eye, I think that that that's uh, that was an important thing for me to do, and and I, I think I, I really missed it, took it for granted. So uh, whatever we can do to, to maximize it, but. Yeah, I, I've had so many questions about Zach and, and different things about uh, his unique ability to, to play and compete. And I mean, he, he did some really good throws in, in that in that uh, pro day. But the thing I love about Zach is afterwards, I asked him, "Hey, what do you think?" And he's like, "Man, I could have done better." Hmm. And that's the type of kid that he is. He, he's he's always evaluating his performance. And even those throws, I mean, the guy practices these quirky throws that I don't, I don't think a lot of people can do. And I think he wanted to show some of it a little bit, but also wanted to move a little bit in the pocket and move his feet and do some off-balance stuff, which which in the NFL, I mean, he and I spent some time talking about it. And he, he, he's constantly watching NFL film, even when he was here as, in, as a freshman. He was watching and looking at all the different quarterbacks that are in the NFL and idolized them and their movements. And he noticed that you just don't have a lot of time in the NFL to throw the ball. And a lot of times it's just not as simple as dropping back in seven-on-seven and and having a nice, clean pocket, even though you'd like to have that. He knows that's not what it's going to look like more more than often. And um, with all the pass rushes that are available in the NFL, 
and he wanted to move his feet a little bit and show it. So he started doing that in practice, even uh, with us. He, he he would sometimes create more problems for himself because we were like, well, what are you doing? He's like, I just got to keep moving just in case uh, someone gets a hand on me or someone, you know, steps in my throwing lane. And that's, uh, I think the guy is always pre- preparing for the, the most difficult thing. And we, we have this concept here that we talk about training ugly so that we train so hard that the games are a little bit easier. And then that's, uh, that's what you get from Zach. And his his preparation and competitiveness is unbelievable. I think he's going to do really well in the NFL. Hey, Coach, out here in um, New York, we used to be lied to, right? <laughs> so tell me why Zach Wilson is the truth. Because arm talent, there's been plenty of quarterbacks to come to New York with arm talent. But it's all the things that you have to deal with you know, outside of the game of football in New York. You know, Eli is the only one who did it for a sustainable amount of time. Why is Zach Wilson different? Well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's better than anybody. I, I'm just saying that he works really hard, and that 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 part I'm not lying about. I I seen it. I lived with it, and and I saw him work the late hours and watch film the late hours that the uh, that you know the coaches did. And so I can I can assure you that when um, I went to visit him in California when he was training. You know, his agents and all of them set up a PS5 for him. That thing wasn't even opened out of the box. And from what everybody's going crazy about looking at PS5s, that guy was watching film. The times, his downtime, when I visited him, and and I was there for, uh, you know, for a few days, it was all ball. And so that's what he loves to do. And and now he doesn't have to go to to college. He doesn't have to go to class. You know, it almost was like school was a, was uh, kind of in the way of him accomplishing what he wanted to do, and that's watch ball. On his downtime, he's watching Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers and all these different quarterbacks in the NFL. So I, I know there's a lot of great players in the NFL. I'm just saying this guy's going to work hard all the time and that he's made for ball. And then and then I, I get there, there's high expectations. I've had people ask me about, oh, what, what about your schedule? That had nothing to do with what Zach could control. But I can tell you this. Maybe the question people should be asking is, what can what do you think Zach would do if he was playing for Clemson or Ohio State or Alabama this last year? That maybe that's a question that should go both ways. You know, I, I think he's his work ethic is something that will stand him out. But I think that a lot of people in the NFL, you get there for a reason because they're hard workers with extreme competitiveness, and I think he'll fit right in. But but other than that, the guy has been doubted plenty enough, plenty enough, and I think he's. He's uh, proved a lot of people wrong, and I look forward to seeing him do it again. I'll tell you what, Coach, I don't think Bart was trying to call you a liar. I think what yeah, he was yeah. saying was is that we, we hear a lot of stuff, that a lot of you know promotion about a player, but you want to get to the nuts and bolts of it, and that's why he asked you the question the way he did. But I, am, I do like how you rephrase it, though, as well. What would he do if he was at some of these other schools? And so it, clearly you have a lot of uh, confidence and passion for him. And if he ends up in New York, certainly there's going to be a lot of energy behind him as well. But we got to leave it right there. Hopefully we can have you on again maybe after the draft and discuss it a little bit more. So thanks so much for your time. All the best. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, you got it. Kalani Sataki yeah, is the head coach at BYU. Liar. Yeah, what I was trying to say is yeah. Like, yeah, why is he the truth? Why is Zach yeah. Wilson the truth? Yeah, is why he is the, he different? If he's a, is he the goods, right? Yeah. Because we've seen Sam Darnold. We've seen Sanchez come here. Eli Manning is the only one that lived up and dealt with adversity and scrutiny in his because, early career, and he's the only one that thrived to a Hall of Fame career. Because New York is a different animal, right. as we yeah. know. This place can eat you alive if you're that wrong kind of person, as you both have probably had a few teammates that were right. 
like that. All right, coming up next, we finish with Caller Roulette. By now you know the rules. Don't screw it up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The buffet is open. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. And I have to actually tell you about DraftKings, don't I? Of course I do. Exhale. Triple duty. Golfers are in Augusta, Georgia, competing for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is giving you a shot at a free entry into a contest with $100,000 in total prizes. Sign up using promo code KJZN when prompted. Opt into DraftKings Big Birdie Payday. Chris Canny, Big Birdie Payday. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ during sign-up for a shot at a free entry into $100,000 contest with their Big Birdie Payday promotion. That's code KJZ only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hey, it's Greeny and Thursday. Not one, but two legends will join me live. Kurt Warner and Dwight Freeney talking football with you. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know the rules. You know how it goes. Don't be a Line 5 guy when we spin the wheel. You call out your number. You know your number by now. You tell us where you're from, what your name is, where you're from, and then you get to your hot take or your question, and we move it along. We get as many calls in as we can. It's Before I Let You Go, brought to you by Napa. Whether it's next-day delivery or getting involved in their local communities, Napa goes above and beyond to serve you because their motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Call the roulette, KJZ. Let's spin it. Look at that. Line one, go. Yeah, it's Robert from Virginia. Um, by Jacksonville, I take Justin Fields. You're talking about a six foot three, two hundred and thirty five pound guy that can run a four four. That's got an unbelievable arm. I watched his game against Nebraska, which was a very good game for him. He was twenty two for twenty three. The only incompletion was a guy that got a perfect pass, but the ball got batted away by a defensive back. I mean, he's by far the best athlete in the class. And don't be surprised if Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer doesn't take Did it. Did you call yesterday and say the same damn thing? 
I did. Yes, you did. All right. <laughs> Big Justin Fields fan. That Man, guy. every Big day Justin he is going to speak it payroll, into yeah. existence. But you know what, Alan? A lot of people are saying they wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields turned out to be the best quarterback in this draft the class. The best of the class? Yeah. Here's the one thing I will push back on. I don't think there's this huge separation in athleticism between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence yeah. is just that special. Yeah. I got to do is yeah. the read option in the championship game a couple years ago where he oh, yeah. hit the R2L to Hey, LSU game, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got some out. wheels. Check out the wheels. Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, Justin Fields won't be the worst quarterback taken in the first round. Agree, I'm agree. Just, yeah. I'll leave Easy. it there. All right, yeah. spin it. Carl Roulette, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Kenny in. Let's go with line three. Hello, this is Felix in Florida. Felix? Yeah, I'd just like to ask the question, why did that offensive lineman never get any love? I mean, it's like having a beautiful car, and then you open up the hood, and there's no engine. Every time I look, every time I look at a great offense, the offensive line is great. Man, Felix, so I'd rather have Felix, a great. You're offense. preaching to the choir, Felix. Felix we talk about it all the time. Right? You know what? Offensive linemen don't get any love because they're not a part of fantasy football. How about yeah, that? They're not. They don't point. catch any passes. Well, they typically don't catch any passes. Right, it can happen. Yeah, they're not throwing any passes. They're not running the football. That's why offensive linemen no don't way, get any love. Yeah, yeah, I know there's analytics on offensive linemen, but there's no real way to quantify your. You know, now they're trying to come up with pass block. Allen, and I run don't want to hear about analytics when it comes to hitting people in the mouth. And last time I checked, <laughs> that's what offensive linemen's yeah, job is, right? Exactly. Basically, to bully people for 60, 70 plays a game. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's the ultimate team within a team. I feel. Right, oh, yeah. It's just not a sexy pick, right? You think about the foundation of those Jets teams. It was Nick Mangold and it was the Brickershaw Ferguson. You look at Becton. You look at, you know, for me, being a Baltimore Raven, it was about Jonathan Ogden, the first pick ever, you know, for the, 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 the organization. So I'm all about that. But people are always going to look for the new shiny things. Nobody wants that F-150. Are they a sponsor? <laughs> Hold on. I mean, uh, it's Ford? Yeah, I'm not cause sure. Because I, I can change it. Spin it. Sounds like, by the way, that caller was an offensive lineman at one point in his life. Line four. <laughs> this is J.D. calling from Dallas. As a 49er fan, we was once in a position to draft a good quarterback. We picked Alex Smith instead of Aaron Rodgers. Do you guys think we'll end up making a good decision this time around? Ooh. Listen, I got to trust Kyle Shanahan. There's nothing that he's done as a head coach that would lead me to believe he doesn't know how to evaluate talent at the position. And then watching what he did with Matt Ryan back in 2016 with the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, you have to have the ultimate faith that he is going to make the right choice when it comes to who they're going to take at number three. But I will say this, they're clearly targeting one guy at number three. I I know there's going to be a couple of quarterbacks that come off the board before that, but you don't trade three first-round picks and a third-round pick and not have an idea of the quarterback you're going to come away with. Bart, say it the way you say it. Mac... Yeah, Mac Jones. Jones. If they take Mac Jones, <laughs> then in Justice Field, you absolutely can be looking at Trey Lance being maybe the the guy with the highest ceiling in in this draft. So I think history could repeat itself Man. if they go Mac Jones. If they go Mac Jones, spin it. We go call a roulette, KJZ, and it's of course line five. Line five. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's not, just, not again. It's just, not again. It's just, we can't finish the show this way. Not again. Spin it. Now, when Keyshawn's coming back next week, he's not going to put up with this crap. Line two. Hey, Scott from North Carolina via Indiana. So, Purdue fan, no allegiances to Ohio State. Okay. 
if I like Ohio State, but no allegiances. Okay, push it out, B. If push it out. Someone done pick Justin Fields very quickly. I think everyone is overlooking the fact that he's just a dude. He's ready to go. Wow. Everything the NFL is all about right now. So all right, that, so much support for Justin Fields. It's as if the guy from Virginia is disguised voice and called back. <laughs> right, I'm telling you. But yeah. listen, it'd be interesting to see how many teams show up at his workout next week. I think yeah. April 14th is the date. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are supposed to be there. So we'll see what happens. Right. But I got to believe this is a huge smokescreen about Justin Fields falling so far down the draft board. Yeah, but everybody's, I mean, there's a lot of fans of his game. And we'll see, obviously, if there's fans in front offices of his game. Bart and I will join you at noon right here on ESPN Radio. Bart and Han. And Bart will admit that I was right about KD and, <laughs> and Jordan. Give me some.